This whole time I never recorded. Okay, so um, how did we like that beginning? The, all this time we weren't recording. Okay, welcome to our community. This is Sarasova Beth. We spoke for a long time and we weren't recording. Nothing is by mistake. Everything is by divine providence. <laughs> we'll start from the beginning. So, this is part of a series called Stepping into the World of Three. And since we're in Parsha's Kedashim, we're looking at the, the Mishnah of this week, which says, look at three things and you won't come to do an Avera. And what we were saying before, that we're going to repeat a drop is, there's a place in life where they don't do sins, they don't do Averas, they don't do the wrong thing. Where is that place? The place of the essence of Hashem, the essence of your soul, the essence of everything, the essence of truth. In that place, they do not do Averas. Just like in a supermarket, they don't sell shoes. In a shoe store, they don't sell sushi. So in the place of, we call it the zone, the place of the essence of Hashem and the essence of Tyre, the essence of truth, there are no Averas. When the Mishnah is saying to us, look at three things and you will not come to do an Avera, meaning, we understand, look at three things and you will be able to step into that zone of Geula. And the Avaita to get there, look at three things that will do in a different shear. So the question is, can you be holy in this world or do you have to leave the world to be holy? Classically, we always knew, in order to be holy, since we're in Parshish condition, in order to be holy, you have to go up there outside of the physical world. Because in the physical world, it's going to drag you down again and again and again. Up there in the heavenly realms, like the Malachim say, I don't know, it seems pretty good up here. But down here in this physical world, being that we don't see Hashem, it's just designed to kind of pull you down into the mud. And one of the things we do is we try to keep ourselves separate from the triggers that will pull us down into the mud of the world, into the places where we do not experience Hashem. So, and we do not see Hashem. So here, the Pasuk says, Be holy, because I am holy. Who's saying this? Hashem is saying this. Be holy, because I am holy. Why would, how is Hashem being holy going to make it possible for me to be holy? For Hashem, that's all he does is Kaddish, Kaddish, Kaddish. That's what Hashem does all the time is be holy. But us, down here, in this world, it's not simple to be holy. So why is Hashem telling me, if Hashem wants to inspire me to be holy, don't you, Hashem, don't you use yourself as an example. You know, someone says, I'm a concert violinist. I play with ease. Why can't you? Because you've been practicing for 60 years every day, and I just started. So there's kind of a difference. Hashem, you are holy all the time. You're saying to me, I sh that's going to inspire me, that I will be, I should become holy because you're holy, Hashem? That's not an inspiration. So what is the piece that I'm missing here? Be holy? 
because I am holy. Obviously, there's one little piece in this equation, which is Hashem is saying, at the point where you do not experience any separation between you and me, whatever I am, you are. I am holy, therefore you are holy. If you stay in the zone where you and I are one piece, being that I'm holy, you in that zone will be able to be holy all the time too. So, and especially... Um, in a world where there needs to be a command, that means, should I be holy in this physical world or in the spiritual world? So in a world where you need a command, a command means Hashem's going to pull you up to him, number one, and number two, he's going to say, do this, which means, I guess I haven't been doing it. If I had been doing it, he wouldn't have to tell me to do it. Like I'm sitting in a chair and, and someone says, well, why don't you sit down? I am sitting. <laughs> I am sitting. So in this world where Hashem gives us the command, he's saying, in this world, you can be all of that. A Jew is in a situation of Kedusha, the highest level of Kedusha of Hashem, as Chassidus say, Yachel Kamayni, Talmud Laimer, Kikadosh Ani. You can be like me in Vayikra Rabbah. You can be like me. Who's you, the Jew? Who's me? Hashem. Talmud Laimer, Kikadosh And how do you know why? Talmud Laimer, Kikadosh You can be like me. Because I'm holy. Yachos HaMaini Ben Yikusa, V'darachos HaKadosh HaKadosh You can be on that level of Kedusha. So let me bring in one more Nekudah. Um, so it says in the Medrash, Aaron Akayim, whenever he wanted to go in to the base of Medrash and to the into the Kaddish Kedushim, he was allowed to go. No one's allowed to go. He was allowed to go. What does that tell us? That the true place of Akayim Gabel is in Kaddish Kedushim. If he's allowed to go there, that means that's his natural habitat. He belongs in the Kaddish Kedushim. And that's the way it's going to be in the Geula when we will be complete and the um, and all negative things will be moved out of the way and everything in the way will be gone. But, and therefore... We, he will be, he belongs and he will be in the Kaddish Kedushim anytime. And therefore, the full revelation of Kedusha will be down here. So, it says, what does that have to do with me? Aaron I am not Aaron He belongs in the Kaddish Kedushim. I probably belong in the supermarket buying schnitzel. Still connected? Yes. Okay. So, the fact is, what does Aaron have to do with me? Because all of that is not luck of Kayan. And that's the way it's going to be in the future. But now we have some connection to it. We have some connection to the Kedusha of Kedusha Kedusha. As the Yamam says, how do you know? Say that Lady Because this holiness belongs, is in the realm of every single person. 
If you want, you can get it. If you want, you can get it. So, here's a very interesting thing. He said, the Kolshash who writes every kind of thing. Nobody else can go in. But when Aaron Akain wants to go in, so he's allowed to go in any time. He said, it's a natural habitat. And yet, anybody who wants to be on the list, not just shave of lady, anybody, anybody who wants to be on the level of shave of lady, to do it. Scottish Kaddish Kaddish. So if you decide you're going to align yourself with Aaron Akain, you get to do, you get to have the privileges that he has. That means that every single year, as he is down here in the physical body, can be on the level of Kaddish Kaddish. We're going to show you an example in a second, as it will be in the future. So there's a story in the beach. It was a very, very dangerous time. They were massacring Thomas Lund many years. And especially uh, and, and the base of it, there was one remaining member of base of it, a little child, Yosh. One child left based on base of it. If the seed of base of it were to be wiped out, God forbid, no Mashiach. There was one child left. They eliminated everything. What's to do? How do you keep them safe? So, Yehoshaba hid him. Found a place to hide him. He hid him. Where did he hide him? On top of the Kaddish Kaddishim. There's a room. In this room, what is the purpose of such a room? Kind of an elevator type of a room. It, that room is a place that when somebody has to fix the wall in the Kaddish Kaddishim and no one's allowed into the Kaddish Kaddishim, they go, they descend from this room and this room kind of becomes a liner for the Kaddish Kaddishim and they descend into the Kaddish Kaddishim to fix something on the wall, but essentially they're inside of this room and this room is inside of the Kaddish Kaddishim. Good. So, that room up on top, kind of like an elevator room like this, that room up on top of the Kaddish Kaddishim, he lived there. I guess it's a place, I assume, it's a place where people go to be lower down, fix up part of the wall of the Kaddish Kaddishim, be lower it up again. No one lives in that room above the Kaddish Kaddishim. He did. So essentially it means that virtually he was living, so to speak, you know, the elevator goes down, he's in the Kaddish Kaddishim. The elevator goes up, he's a little bit above it. He was living in that room. For how long? Six years. They had to hide him. He was so young. He had to be old enough, which I'm going to guess, but he was probably seven. And he was there for six years until he became bar mitzvah. That's my guess. I do not know. I shall look it up. So, and what do you think he did in the Kaddish Convention? He ate, drank, left. You're not allowed to drink or sleep in the Kaddish Convention. And he did. True, it's in day seven. He did. So, the reason he was able to is he's this poor young Mashiach. He's from the city of Mashiach. Mashiach enables us 
to live on a completely different level. Mashiach, one of the traditions of Mashiach, I would say, is that Mashiach enables the regular Yid to be holy on the level of Kaidish condition in this physical world while he's walking into the supermarket, while he's going to the computer shop. That's the Chiddush of Mashiach who makes all of this holiness possible in this very, very coarse physical world. And it becomes natural for us. And he doesn't just do it for Yisman. He does it for the nations of the world too. He, he enables them, them gives them the ability to make decisions and make political and social moves that are in keeping with what Hashem wants without realizing how profound it is. When that little child was hidden, essentially above the Kaidish Kedashim, but it's as if he was in the Kaidish Kedashim. You know what that's telling us? Remember, he was the seed of Mashiach. He's saying, he's telling us with his own presence, six years, that the place of every yid is in the Kaidish Kedashim. That's our natural habitat. Just like we said, the Kayan Guzzle, his natural habitat is not outside anymore, it's in the Kaidish Kedashim. So it's telling us that the fact that this little child sat there for six years and he was from Zeradavid means every Jew really whose natural habitat is the Kaidish Kedashim. When we're in the struggle zone, we're not in our natural habitat. The only time we're in our natural habitat in which we experience, ah, now life feels right, is when we're in the Kaidish Kedashim. Right? Now, by the way, when it says, look at three things and you won't come to do an Avera, in the, uh, in the Kaidish Kedashim, they don't do Averas. So again, we're getting a Hezras that not only is it possible, today we're being given a new mandate. To, uh, everybody thinks about mandate. The mandate is to here fully in this physical world and achieve a level of holiness that only the great mystics did. Well, how is that possible? You mean Mashiach Kukainu was making it possible, which would make us understand, and we're going to pull this together with this, it would make us understand that this child that brought out this point, he was, he was from the seed of David. He was the forerunner of Mashiach Kukainu. And so, um, so we understand that we have the ability, we're being at this moment, especially since Kayach Nissen, and especially from Kayach Nissen to base ER, we're being empowered to jump to a higher level and yet experience that high level, higher level and pull it down into this world. We have a demand on us that no other generation had, which means we are being given the abilities that no other generation was given. Maybe great mystics were given these abilities, but plain old people like us were not given these abilities and weren't given this job to bring that level of holiness down here into this world in a very basic, simple way, and it's million percent doable. And I'll end with this story which I've told many times. But one time, 
the Lubavitcher Rebbe spoke about doing a certain thing on Shabbos. And a group of people got together, must say Shabbos, to discuss how to do it. And it was such a difficult thing that they concluded that they couldn't do it. That it, it isn't possible. The next morning, I believe, Rabbi, uh, the Rebbe asked Rabbi Groner, so what, what is, what is, what's doing with what I told people to do? And uh, Rabbi Groner had the uncomfortable job of saying that people met and they figured out that it's impossible to do. You can imagine that he was excited to have to say such news. And he say to the Lubavitcher Rebbe, no, it's impossible. Uh, you think that, you know, the Rebbe didn't know whether it's doable or not. So at some point the Rebbe said, it was Taka, a very, very, very difficult thing to do. But, and I, I guess I'm paraphrasing, I don't know the exact words, but being that my father-in-law, the Rebbe, the Rebbe Rayas, told them to do it, because the Rebbe never says, I told you to do it. The Rebbe always, not out of humility, but is saying the truth. I'm simply filtering, I'm, being, I'm telling you what I'm being told to say by my father-in-law, the Rebbe Rayas, the Rebbe Dishve. So being that probably, being that the Rebbe, my father-in-law, told them to do a certain thing. And it was totally impossible to do. All they needed to do was take one step toward that goal. Just one step. Not finish the whole job. Take one step in that direction of what they deemed impossible to do. And once they took that one step, so to speak, all of reality would shift around that one step. Which means now they would be dealing with a whole different series of circumstances because they will have transformed reality with that one step. Physical reality, opportunities, situations, relationships, political, social, economic uh, opportunities. Everything would have changed by taking that one step into the domain in which my father-in-law, the Rebbe, told them to, to go. That one step would literally alter everything. And then with all these new opportunities, then things would have started to open up. But they didn't take that one step. So this is just a tangible example of when we're being told, be holy because I am holy and bring that holiness into this world and we think if the big guys, the greats, the big tzaddikim couldn't do it, how can we? We're not. We're being told by them, just take one step in that direction and you're going to see that all the opportunities are going to start to piece by piece by piece open up. And we will have stepped into and created an entirely different world, a world that now has more opportunities uh, and more more opportunities to be permeated with holiness, the holiness of the Gula Mitzvah Shlema. So I'm saying this year, Lili Nishmas Mirim Basleib, Kitzuranu Shach Neafar, and on the eve of Beit Iyar, Patsila River, jump, you know, just jump over, jump over the uh, the the things in the way. It's pretty close to this idea of take one step, one, and jump over some of those obstacles with that one step and watch everything transform. May we find ourselves in the Gula Mitzvah Shlema immediately now.